Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister. Today we are asking the age-old question, can you take a joke? Can you take a joke, Rosemary? Beatrice, we already made this joke in another episode and I said it would be a very short episode and the answer is no. It's not, it's not a joke. It's a real question. Can you, Rosemary McCabe, take a joke? Why, is it, why does it have to be about me, Rosemary McCabe? Is it also about you? Can it's, you take a joke? The question is, can you, can one take a joke? In this case, the one is you. One, N equals one equals Rosemary. I can take a joke from a very small number of people. People I haven't met and have never spoken to. I can take a joke from them. <laughs> you can take a joke if you're in an absolutely stellar mood. God. If you're looking absolutely wonderful. And it's usually this kind of a joke as well. Knock, knock. Or as mother would say, clap, clap. Kiela, lusty, lusty key. That is why you are frapping. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that joke and I almost forgot the punchline. <laughs> what have I done to deserve this? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you've done. Great question. Thanks for segueing into where the actual topic came from. Very often, you will say to me, or I'll, I'll, you'll say to me, blah, 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 something, 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 right? So really good example. And I will reply, deadpan, or you'll ask me a question and I'll say, yes, 47,000. Like clearly a lie, clearly nonsense. But not clearly a joke. No, clearly a joke. Because like, mm. obviously, what else is it? I mean, I'm not just saying telling a lie. Like, obviously, I think it's funny to mislead you in some gargantuan way that is so blatantly obvious that only an absolute... Ding dong, would not understand this was a joke. And then you go, oh, or I'll say, 
oh no, Rosemary, please explain to me. You'll say, have you ever heard about like something? Do you know what dishwashing liquid is? And I'll go, no, Rosemary, I don't. Please explain it to me. And you will then expound at detail, in detail, this to me. Very frequently happens via text, where I can't be blamed for not picking up no, on your tone. No, even my tone. The other day you were like, Brandon, never knew when Beatrice is making a joke to you. And he said, no, but I thought that was very telling. That's why you two are in love. But this all came from as I was reading an excerpt of your book. And there was a rather, um, I would say, oh God, uh, disturbing relationship between you and one of your exes. So not a very healthy relationship. Is that the way to say it? Toxic. 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 Although who was more toxic, you or him? Him. Clearly. Clearly. So a very toxic relationship in which he has this like total knob end tendency to say something serious. And then when you reacted negatively or shocked or whatever, he would then claim it was a joke. He would say something, not even something serious. He would say something kind of insulting. And then he would be like, you clearly can't take a joke, which apparently I can't. No, but the whole point was it made me reflect on myself. We're actually getting around to me in this episode. So even though it started out jokingly making fun of you, but Rosemary, it was a joke. <laughs> but so you're it, reflecting on how you're a gaslighting bitch? Well, no, yeah, but it, it definitely made me think like, why is it that I find these jokes? Well, I think I do expect you to understand that these are jokes, right? And I'm always taken aback when you don't. But the fact that you wrote about it as I was reading about it, I was going, God, this is a very kind of destabilizing. I mean, I, and I've gone out with people as well. And I'm not talking about myself anymore, but I've gone out with people who behave that way too but like there is something sort of not malicious is the wrong word but like insidious or something yeah like there's something very calculated in in some instances about people who it's it's kind of designed to make you feel and look a bit stupid stupid. like you can't you can't take a joke so you're lacking in sense of humor right you're a bit of a square and then also it gives them the freedom to kind of test the waters like they can say because they could very well have been totally serious like and if mm-hmm, you had said mm-hmm. yes if you had not expressed outrage they would have happened they would have carried on along that line exactly mm-hmm. yeah so that was what I was more wondering like can you take a joke okay and should you actually be taking a joke well I would even go further back than that Beatrice and as I say to the children sometimes what's the definition of a joke something that is funny and if only the person making the alleged joke and I'm not talking about you here Mm-hmm. But if only the person making the joke thinks it's funny and, and to someone else it is hurtful or offensive or is it still a joke? Well, I, I think though kids are a little bit different because I think in I, a very, I know, yeah. like my own 12 year old hears that a lot, especially from his grandparent, from his grandfather. Is it funny? Nash, is it, I, do you know what the definition of a joke is? We're all like, is it funny? It's supposed to be funny. Was it funny? But like, I think he's at the age where he's trying to figure out the difference between sarcasm, humor wit you know all those things and it generally comes across a little bit flat and kind of insulting you know but he thinks he's trying to make adult jokes where you know you say something that's a little bit pushing the envelope or pushing the boundaries of good taste and everybody laughs because it's witty you know that kind of thing yeah yeah whereas he says it and it just comes across as like hey that's really mean to your brother don't say it like that and he gets he kind of is like it's just a joke now sometimes there is a it's just a joke. Oh, I'm in trouble. Yes. It's just yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But very often, I think at that age, you're trying to also figure out what is a joke. Like, what is... Yeah, yeah. Why can't beyond? I make these witty quips? Yeah. Why are people getting annoyed with me for yeah. saying the same insulting things that, to my mind, I see other people saying? Exactly. So I feel like that's a little bit tricky. But for adults, certainly. I mean, and I also feel like sometimes when you make a joke and you insult somebody else, how do you handle that? You know, if you make a joke and the other person... Like, if I make a joke to you and you're not in the mood to receive it, So if you make a joke to me and unbeknownst to you, I'm having a shit day or something else is going on where I've already been crying. I mean, that would never happen with me and you because I would tell you I was crying this morning. 
but like <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah, you don't you know what's going like, on that's too, day. you might say like that's too close to the bone like that's a bit uh, for example after I was let go dad made many jokes about being let go yeah but like about two days afterwards like you know well guess only losers get let go no I mean that's you know obviously not a, quite but not yeah, quite dad but, doesn't say losers yeah, but that was the bit of the gist of it yeah, you know yeah. like or it was you know it was like well now that you've been fired now that you're officially persona non gratis you're like dad too soon mm-hmm. right but at the same time his joke his intent was to spread hilarity and joy <laughs> yeah so I suppose it comes back to that age old question what matters more intent or impact well, and also, how long do you go on and apologize for? Because I often feel as well with the kids when they go on and apologize for ages, you're like, you're making this into a way bigger deal than it is. But like, mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. So I was texting a friend of mine a while ago and I texted something like that I thought was funny about a picture of her in a photo and she took great umbrage, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, listen, I'm not feeling great about myself and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, I was just joking. Like, and I, I don't even think I said anything bad. I think I said something mm-hmm. like the hair is looking a bit shiny or something, yeah, you know, yeah. or like fab hair. And she she took major umbrage. And I wrote back and said, like, you know, sorry. Mm-hmm. And also via text, to your point, like, that can sometimes get misconstrued, yeah. you know. And I was like, sorry about that. And she was like, well, it just wasn't really very nice because you've always had this thing about my hair. And I was like, well, you know, sorry, really didn't mean it. Were you like, well, you've always had shit hair? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was also going like, okay, I've apologized. And like, yeah. she's obviously having a re... And she is having, I'd say, like... She's got some stuff going on, so she's definitely having mm-hmm. a bad day. So I was like, well, I'll be the bigger person. And I wrote back and I said, really genuinely sorry. Wasn't trying to offend you. Mm-hmm. You know, just thought we were having a laugh. And again, really sorry. Thought that would be like, I was like, put my phone down, delighted. Picked my phone up again 20 minutes later to like a barrage of texts of, well, you always do this. You're always offending me. You're yeah. the, I was like, I mean, sorry, I sound real. Nee, nee, nee. But I was just so taken aback because... To me, truly, it was a nothing comment. You know what? I think there's a real value and skill, or not even skill, but like, it's important to be able to apologize. It's important to be able to recognize when you're wrong and apologize genuinely, right? But I think it's equally important, and we don't really talk about it, to be able to accept an apology and to accept the spirit in which something was meant, even if you took it up the completely wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'll get offended or upset by something you say or by something someone else says or by a joke but I think there is a moment then I mean this doesn't actually apply to dad because he never apologizes but there is a moment (laughs) I was also going to say dad loves to make sweeping like eternal history statements about like he's such a everything he is such a history reviser he's never met a generalization he didn't want to expound upon you've always been very bad at this that and you're like what like that's a you know, and it's always in your moment of like most vulnerability. Dad, you know, I was thinking that really, I probably need to work on this because it's something that I'm aware of. Well, you've always been terrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so dad would never apologize. But like, there's just no point either, right? Either you decide the person is just apologizing for the sake of it. In which case, what can you do? Like they're apologizing for the sake You can stay annoyed, but like, what's the point? Or you accept that they're genuinely sorry and you go, okay. I'm going to try and like wipe that from my mind. And you might be upset about it, write about it in your journal and move on. But also, right, does somebody need to agree with you? Like, do they really need to believe their apology or do they just need to believe that they didn't mean to hurt you? Because like there's a difference between if I look at that person's hair and think that person's hair was really shiny and like I did mean it, but in no way did I mean it as an offensive statement and I didn't mean to hurt their feelings. Like I'm not going to write back and be like, I mean, or if I say, I'm so sorry, your hair actually looks great. Who is going to believe that? Maybe the lesson is not to make comments on people's appearance, Beatrice. <laughs> Maybe that's what you should be learning from this. 
No, I know what you mean. And like, I used to have this argument with a friend of mine who who will only apologize if she is 100% sure she is wrong. If she is absolutely convinced that she is incorrect, she will not apologize because you are crying. Whereas I'm the person who's always like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. Even if the conversation we're having, I'm like, I actually was totally justified in saying what I said. But I think I mean, which I always think. But like, that's my point. I think it's the opposite. Like, I think I should only have to apologize if I hurt you and didn't intend to. Because at the end of the day, I'm entitled to my own opinion. It doesn't need to be the same mm-hmm. as yours. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to align with yours. And you need to, in my opinion, not be bothered by what I think, by the thoughts that I carry around in my head. Like, you're not responsible for my thoughts or my beliefs. And... No, but I understand why people are, are bothered by the expression of those thoughts to them. Do you know what I mean? That it's like, I don't mind what people think about me, but if they say it to my face, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, but if they say it to your face, not shouting, your hair is gross, but more like, hey, in that photo, your hair looked funny. And or just like shiny, lol at your hair right? in this photo. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's like, it's going to be ridiculous if I write back and say, sorry, didn't mean to say anything about your hair. Or, right. sorry, your hair looks actually looks fab. Yeah, sorry, on, your hair looks great. On second glance. Yeah, yeah. On second glance, it's actually a reflection off my phone screen and your hair is not shiny at all. It oh, was I just... thought you were the person on the left. <laughs> but I mean, also, what I'm trying to say is, does it matter to you? Does it, it shouldn't matter to us what other people think of our hair. Like, technically, that thought belongs in the other person's head and can reside there forever. And I understand, but like, that's us being, allowing ourselves to be bothered. I can be bothered by the fact that you tried to deliberately make me feel bad. That, yeah. That means you're not such a yes. good person. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, th- I think that's what gets me as well, that like in that scenario, I think I would be really upset thinking, did you actually think I was sending you a dick message about your hair? Like, what kind of person do you think I am? Do I frequently send you dick messages about your hair? Do you think I'm a dick? Why are we friends? Do you but know also, what I mean? If that that's I do, kind of where it goes to me. And if these messages do bother you, I hope you have a like a different, better way of telling me about it. So, I mean, it probably... To go back to the actual premise of the episode, it's probably also not super helpful to write back and go, can you not take a joke? But like also, that is what I felt like writing. Can't you take a joke? Like this was a joke, you know? Sorry, I made a joke. Sorry, bad joke. Maybe I should say, sorry, this was a bad joke instead of can you not take a joke? Or, sorry, maybe that wasn't a joke because it wasn't funny. Therefore, a bad (laughs) joke. I know, I know, I'm joking, I'm joking. Maybe I should say, sorry, it wasn't the moment to tell a joke. Apologies, I shouldn't joke about your physical appearance <laughs> you found that hard to say you almost started laughing at I didn't, physical appearance uh, no I was about to say corporeal and then I oh. was like I don't think that's actually the correct I thought it was corporeal oh maybe you're right piss off can you not take a feckin mispronunciation ladies and gentlemen she does say fuck <laughs> she usually keeps it I for do. off mic but there she slipped off her throne Jeez, you're so jealous. Anyway, here's the other thing, right? I was recently working with a, since I lost my job, working with a, since I lost my job through no fault of my own, I was working with a career coach. This actually also, something in your book sort of made me reflect. Oh, maybe it wasn't in your book, something else you wrote. Something else you've done made me reflect on myself. Because as usual, I read about you and I think about me. And (laughs) yeah. And you were talking about how you, when you went to therapy, you were always making jokes, you know, to like mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. deflect. Well, is it to deflect or is it just because like, why not? It's better to make jokes, right? Than oh, I just to like to make an time. entertaining story out of anything. Like, yeah, yeah. Like also who who's super earnest all the I'm time? I'm a born storyteller, Beatrice. I'm boring or born? What did you say? Born. Oh, I thought you said boring. And I was like, I see. It's great that you can recognize that. Fuck off. Rosemary, you curse far too frequently. Anyway. So I was talking to this woman, talking about brainstorming. She's like, let's let's have a brainstorm, right? And she goes, it's, what about this idea? And I was like, yeah, potentially. And then I said, what about this? No. And then I'd say, what about this? No. 
And eventually I said, you know, I'm, I said, uh, I said, this is, uh, this is an unusual type of brainstorm, not the kind of brainstorm I'm used to usually having. I said, I'm hearing a lot of notes. She goes, listen, I'm the expert. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Like I was, was this dad? No, but I was like, geez, I was joking, you know? And then I, afterwards I was like, and I even heard, I heard my little plaintive voice. Oh, it's just joking. <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, my God, is it a joke if nobody else thinks it's funny? Like not even it has to be funny. Like I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. And you know that I like to laugh at my own jokes, mm-hmm. right? Thank God, because if a joke well, falls in the forest and there's no tree there to hear it, etc. You're still laughing. <laughs> Beatrice, that just occurred to me. If you had to go back over your life and go, is it a joke if nobody's laughing but you? <laughs> Your life no. is no longer a no. comedy. Let Only me tell you. somebody needs to be laughing. It's a tragic comedy. Resume no, you just already. said if nobody's laughing but you. Oh, well, I didn't mean that. <laughs> no, but You're honestly, really no. joking. I'm always going like, oh, these jokes that I think sometimes I make as well to lighten the atmosphere very often. You know, like mm-hmm. I think I do make jokes in awkward environments. I make jokes when things yeah. are uncomfortable. Yeah. I make jokes in work environments to make other people feel better. Like, what if I stripped them all out? Would it just be a tragedy then and not even a tragedy comedy? I don't think it would be a tragedy. I think it would be a drama. Oh, such a, a very dull drama. drama. Yeah, drama. So dull. So dull. <laughs> I think it would be like EastEnders, but without the tragedy. No, that's a lot of drama. That's like high drama. This saying. would be low drama. EastEnders without the high drama would just be the humdrum of everyday life. Then why'd you pick EastEnders? Pick something else. So I was else. thinking of a daily soap, Beatrice. Pick something else really dull. Like it'd be like six Glen Rowe. That had a lot of drama too for the countryside. I wasn't allowed to watch Glen Rowe. Neither was I. But it would be more like, what's really boring to watch? You telling jokes? That's a crap joke, Rosemary. What's really boring to watch? Oh, just like something so boring. You know, like what did I watch recently that I was like, oh, terrible TV show with your man, Noah Centineo, The Recruit. Oh, The Recruit. What about boring. Jurassic World Dominion? That was very boring. What about that other one that I watched much. recently that I couldn't remember the name of? Don't worry, darling. Oh, no, that was actually entertaining, even though oh. it was stupid. But like your man could oh, not. Th- oh, sorry. The other one, the the night agent. The night watch, whatever it the was. The night yeah, agent. That one. Yeah. So <laughs> dull. Like, just dull. Or that one that I watched with Maggie Hullen Hullen Hale. Yeah, that one. <laughs> It was supposed to be brilliant and it got all these rave reviews, the, the, so the anyway, diplomat so or something. What you're trying to say is now that your life would be like a boring show with yeah. rave reviews. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a boring show that gets Good into one. Netflix's top 10. <laughs> but I mean, can anybody take a joke? What does it mean to take a joke well? Does it mean that you have to like be insult, be willing to be insulted and laugh through it? No, I think it means, and I'm obviously speculating because it's not something with which I'm familiar I think it means that you really have the ability to laugh at yourself and you don't take yourself seriously at all. Because I was just complaining. Who was I complaining about yesterday? Somebody who just, I was like, oh, they just take themselves so seriously. Wasn't you, Beatrice? You're looking really alarmed. Who was it? Like somebody famous? No, no, no. It was somebody somebody we know where I was just like, dad. It wasn't dad. It was like somebody (laughs) where I was like, they just can't take a joke because they take themselves too seriously. And like you, like you can't make jokes about their job. You can't make jokes about their family. You can't make jokes about their looks. You can't make jokes about anything. Do you know what I mean? Who is this person? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anyway, yeah, I think being able to take a joke is really not taking yourself too seriously and being able to laugh at your own foibles. When somebody else points them out to you, though, because like the fact that you can put forward your own flaws and laugh at them it's very, it's a very safe environment if you're the one making the joke. You need to be able, like I need to yeah, be able for course. you to make the joke in public in front of other people. And instead of wanting to wring your neck tightly, I need to go, ha, ha, what a funny joke. That's funny and very astute that you picked up on that little, you Even know, the way you're saying that, that your I whole have. face has turned into a rictus <laughs> mask of rage. Um, I think though, in order to be able to truly take any joke at your expense, you have to have no... So I actually think nobody is properly able to take because I because I was going to say you have to have no insecurities because no. I was just trying to think. I disagree. Oh, go ahead. I was trying to think what? Well, I was trying to think about, I think I can take a joke a lot of times. I think I am not good at taking jokes from you. Why are you making a face? You're I don't think I'm very good at taking them. You just said I can't take a joke. You've spent the entire episode talking about no, how I can't I take never, a joke. Now you're turning around. No, I asked you the question: Can you take a joke? I never said. And you, you and you had one eyebrow raised, like I know the answer to this question. No, and it's no. You can take a joke. You just have trouble parsing between which one is a joke and which one isn't. But oh, once no, I point no, no. out to you, that, excuse me. Once that's I say not to a you, me problem. Once I that's s- a no, you problem. That's a you problem. You have a pr- you have trouble telling jokes in a way that makes it clear they are jokes. No, you have a trouble differentiating between no. your sarcastic voice and your normal voice. No, you have trouble picking apart blatantly stupid answers and going. There is no way my sister could at all be that. Close your mouth. You know what your could problem is? Your, your problem is that you give the impression of being stupider than you are. <laughs> so when you say stupid things, I think, hmm, that figures. That tracks. That figures. Yeah. Who is this person? That figures. <laughs> Eat it. Why? What were you going to say about not being insecure? No, I was just going to say that actually you only need to take a joke if it is well intended. I think any, like, because sometimes one cannot take a joke, but you know that the under like that the underlying intent is bitchy and in that instance you shouldn't need to take a joke you should chuckle and then take the joke maker into a side little cabinet 
and beat them senseless. Well, I was just thinking about, there was some joke you made yesterday about, yeah, you were really annoyed about the one about, I was talking about how you used to really want to have your boobs out on view for the whole world. And I was just saying it in front of Brandon. I was really and you were really, you would repeat the whole story. You were really annoyed. Yeah, I was really annoyed. And As I was thinking about... doesn't know this. No, I, it was afterwards. It was because I was thinking, I'm feeling so shit about myself right now. I'm feeling shit about my boobs. I'm feeling shit about the rest of my body. And it was just making me upset and like but that's that, that's a me problem you know what I mean that I'm like I agree fuck off <laughs> but you know what you should remember that back in the day you had quite a few mega push-up plunge bras and you should just invest in a few of them again it's not the boobs that makes the woman it's the bra that <sighs> Beatrice, makes the boobs there's no mega plunge bra that's going to help at this stage Rosemary you gave me one upstairs that is truly made out Doesn't of cement the, the wonder bra it's not about it there is another size that will fit you my point is like I can't even sh- close no, the no. drawer on that yoke it is so <laughs> Well molded. No, but I was going to say I can't wear that. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah, Rosemary, beauty is I pain. I can't do it anymore. Beatrice. Sexy is pain. Ask any of these now uncomfortable dead. things. Just make, just remind me all day long. I, I don't have this. Let's move on. Let's move on. How do you think? Well, I'll just say one more thing. Ask now, dead Vivian Westwood, who said beauty is pain, or whatever, something like that. Anyway. Do you think that I enjoy having these massive wire wadges of my bra that I'm gripping for your benefit sticking into my armpits? No, but I do it so that my boobs look this good for you. <laughs> do you know anybody who you think is like incredibly good at taking jokes all the time? No. Is, what about Kevin? I feel like he's good at taking jokes and he's good at making jokes. Maybe maybe they go hand in hand. Kevin is an excellent, def- but Kevin, even Kevin, am I allowed to say this, Kevin? Even Kevin will say that, like, he can't stop making jokes. That when things get awkward, he can't stop making jokes, you know? So, but it's not necessarily, like, everybody likes to be around him. He's very, yeah, yeah. he's very fun. He's very pleasant. He's very witty. He's hilarious. He's handsome. He's tall. He's smart. <laughs> Why do you have to say that in American What? <laughs> because now I'm getting really complimentary. It's not very Irish. But yeah, he makes, yeah, he's very good at, well, I mean, the thing is, you can't make a joke good enough to get Kevin. You know what I mean? Because he's so busy throwing out the great ones around you. But he's also too tall and too good looking and too confident. That's it. That's it. He's not insecure enough to make a joke that yeah. will truly hit him where it hurts. There is no insecurity, but he's also very self-deprecating. Like he would throw out all of the, like he'll have said it. Be- Maybe that's the key. He has made the joke about himself before you can make oh, it. Oh, I don't know. I can make jokes about myself, but if somebody else makes the same joke, I'm livid. I don't think you ever make jokes about yourself. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't. What? You don't. You're just so super honest. You're out there. We all know what all your insecurities are, but like you don't make jokes about them. I am a hilarious person. Yeah, you are very funny. Uh, but you're not mad. But it's not like, not like you're like feeling sorry for me. What? Yeah, you are very funny. Pat pat on the head. Excuse me. There again is your own insecurity. You are very funny, but <laughs> but you're not out, like when you're making jokes, you're not like saying oh, I'm here's my own, you know, weakness, whatever, foibles, blah, blah, blah. I make jokes about my money diary all the time. I'm like, you're going to be shocked by the total of this week's money diary. I'm that's frugal a, now. That's Those a preemptive strike. I also didn't really agree with your maths in your most recent money diary where you went back to Old Navy, got a refund and then went to spend money at BurgerFi and considered them to like balance each other out. Beatrice, I went to Old Navy. Mm-hmm. I got $100 back. Yeah. I spent $90 in Old Navy. Understood. So I had $10. I know. Then I spent forty dollars in, in things, so I had I was down thirty dollars. That no, makes sense. No, it doesn't. You still spent. You got one hundred and forty dollars back, but that's irrelevant. That's money you spent in a free in a previous money diary. Yeah, this but I week, have to make it up. And this no, like this week, you still spent one hundred and forty dollars. It was it's it's not how do you balance your books. It's how much do you do you Rosemary McCabe spend in one week? That's what you spent. 
And certainly I would not consider credit that you got it. You didn't get the money back. You got credit for Old Navy. I did get the money back and then so, I immediately spent it again. Yeah, I know. But I was like, you can't can't get negative Old Navy and spend it at BurgerFi. It's not the way money works. Fucking sorry I bought you that jumpsuit. Now I'm going to return it. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh Fuck God, you. Thanks a lot. You're not welcome at all. I'll be my returning God. it and then I'll be adding that to my money diary total. <laughs> as, as a proper middle <laughs> finger. In conclusion, I can't take a joke. And I actually, you know what? I'm just making an appeal now. I would like two weeks, I was going to say a year, two weeks of just, I'd like an amnesty on jokes about me for two weeks. I don't make jokes about you, but I didn't say you couldn't take a joke. I said you're great at taking jokes. I literally said that earlier on this episode. You're looking way too defensive. I would like a two week amnesty. Because I'm not. (laughs) Okay, okay, sorry. (laughs) Because I'm not feeling great about myself. And I would like a two week amnesty. Where we could just be nice to me the whole time. So there. Is this a joke? No. Oh my god, is this a joke? <laughs> no. Can't end on that note. Absolutely no way you're getting a two-week amnesty. Do not pull on my heartstrings. I am unemployed. I'm unemployed, stressed, my hair is falling out. Put on a ton of weight. Your hair is not falling out. My is hair it? is falling out. One curl at the back. Things are not going well over in BT land. Alright? So this plaintive tug at the heartstrings, I'll give you two-hour amnesty. BT the land end of is this. British Telecom. Is it? Mm-hmm. So things are going quite well there. <laughs> well, I think we should just go back to picking on Dad. <laughs> you know what the true test of having a good sense of humour is? Can you laugh through your tears? And I can. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it ended like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> give you two-day amnesty, Rosemary. I'll give you two-week amnesty. Fine, I'll be really nice to you. I am really nice to you. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.